KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. We are just a few weeks away from school starting, and for a while there was a lot of optimism that the 2021 2022 school year would be relatively close to what had been considered normal prior to the pandemic. But with the Delta variant of COVID-19 running wild, the picture now not nearly as clear. So what should parents expect? What can they do? What can schools do to continue to keep kids safe? For some answers, we caught up with Dr. Lee Beers. She is the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Important stuff here. Give a listen. So the last few weeks, as this Delta variant has peaked and raged, how much has this muddied the picture when it comes to school in the fall, because I know most people were, I don't know if excited is the word, but kind of looking forward to a fall that was going to be much more to what we were used to. But how has that game changed? Yeah, no, thank you for that. And and I think, right, like all of us, we're, we're frustrated and a little bit discouraged by seeing the, the increase in cases from the Delta variant. But I, I think it's all we also know and we know from our experience over the past year that that we can get kids back safely to in-person learning with with good safety precautions. Um, and we saw that last year, even even in times uh, of high community spread. And so, you know what that means this for us this year is really, you know, doubling down and making sure that that for those who are eligible to be vaccinated, that, that we encourage them to get vaccinated and make sure that, that everybody has the information that they need to help them make that decision. Um, it means that within when we're in the schools, we're really implementing those layered precautions uh, that, that we talk about in the American Academy of Pediatrics and our guidance, um, which include things like good hand washing, physical distancing, universal masking for children uh, ages two and up and all the adults in the school building, good access to testing. Um, so all these things together, if we, if we really work together and we make sure that, that these things are in place, we can absolutely get our kids back to school safely. What do we know about the Delta variant and its effect on children? Is it more dangerous for children than the earlier strains, which it seemed for the most part uh, spared children? Or is it just children under 12 aren't vaccinated and this strain is more transmissible. So obviously you're going to see more kids get sick. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, and I, I think there's a couple things to point out. You know, first is that, well, well, thankfully, children are less at risk for severe infection than than you know older adults or adults with with immune compromising conditions. Um, they still can get quite sick. You know, over the past year, we've seen over sixteen thousand children hospitalized for COVID nineteen, and so so we know that even you know low risk doesn't mean no risk. Um, and so so even prior to the Delta variant, you know we. we saw that kids kids could get sick. You know, with, with kids in the Delta variant, we're seeing a lot of the same things we're seeing in adults, um, which is that it is much more transmissible. And so we're seeing much increased numbers, you know, quite, quite increased numbers of kids infected. Um, you know, in fact, you know, even over the past week, the number of children uh, infected with COVID-19 has almost doubled. So, so we are seeing big surges there. 
you know, we're hearing from pediatricians across the country and particularly in areas where rates uh, of COVID infection are high, that they are seeing a lot of sick kids. Um, they're seeing a lot of sick kids in their offices and their emergency rooms and in, in their hospitals. And so, you know, I, I think it's just uh, important when we know that we have, we have the tools to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, the, the Delta variant, and, and at least so far other variants as well, um, that, that it's just really important for us to be using those tools in our toolbox, the vaccination, the masking under appropriate circumstances, all, all the, the different pieces that, that need to come together to help make sure that we're decreasing the spread of COVID-19. Should we expect, if we haven't already, to see schools make vaccination mandatory for kids 12 and up right now uh, and teachers and staff? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's going to really depend on the individual school district. Um, I think what what we certainly hope is that is that that parents will will, you know, will make be making that decision regardless um, that, you know, we we want to make sure families have access to good information. And we believe that with that, that access to good information, you, you know, we hope that families will make the decision to to get their adolescents uh, vaccinated and get themselves vaccinated. Um, you know, a couple great resources for that. We've got a great website um, for, through our partnership with Ad Council and the COVID Collaborative Vaccine Education Campaign, getvaccineanswers.org. Um, American Academy of Pediatrics has a great website, healthychildren.org. And so, so I think, you know, our, our, our hope is that by really working together, families will, will be making that decision regardless of what a school mandate is. I don't know if you would have any insight to this, but I know I've got a nine-year-old and I'm very anxious for the green light to get him vaccinated. Ballpark for parents, I think a lot of parents would feel a lot better about the fall if they could get their their kid under 12 vaccinated. I don't think it's going to happen by September, but from what you're hearing, what you understanding, where the process is, when do you think parents should reasonably start thinking that they would be able to get their kid a shot. Yeah, you know, pediatricians are eager to, you know, we we want to make sure we're protecting, you know, the kids we take care of in our practices and our our communities. Um, you know, I think we're 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 hearing what everybody is. Um, you know, it's it's of course important for the FDA to do its due diligence and make sure that that vaccines are safe and effective before they're authorized. I think we're we're pretty optimistic based on everything we've been hearing that that uh, for younger kids, uh, the vaccine will be available by the fall or early winter. Um, and, and we're eager for that to happen as soon as it's safely possible, because I, I agree, um, you know, the, the, our, our younger kids right now don't have, have availability to have the vaccine. And as parents, you know, you, you spoke to it as a parent of a younger kid, you know, you, you want that option available to you. And, and again, I think it goes back to why it's so important for all of us in communities who are eligible to get vaccinated, to get vaccinated. Um, because if we all get vaccinated, Vaccinated, that helps decrease the, the spread of COVID-19 in communities. And it means our youngest kids, our littlest ones are less at risk for getting infected when we do our part to, to help protect ourselves and the community. Given everything, this will be the third year for a lot of kids that will be affected one way or another, you know, at least in part by COVID restrictions, you know, depending upon the school district, obviously. But how concerned should we be about the effect this is having on kids past the virus, just three years of odd socialization and it's nobody's fault. It's the best 
doing the best we can, but kind of the ripple effects of this that go past kind of just infection. Yeah, it, it is. It is really concerning, and I think that um, it, you know, it, I do worry about about kids. And, and I think that you know, there's a, a saying that that many people uh, you may have heard is that we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Um, and so, you know, so so all of our kids, I think, have have really felt felt the burden of the pandemic, but but some a lot more than others. You know, over forty thousand. Uh, kids we estimate have lost a, a parent or caregiver to COVID-19. Um, you know, lots of other kids are living in really stressful situations for a variety of reasons. And so I, so I, I, you know, I, so I do worry um, about our kids. And I, I think a couple of things, I think it's why it, it is actually so important for all of us to do our part um, to help decrease the spread of COVID and get get kids back into in-person school safely. Um, because that 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 is a really important, even if it's not 100% back to quote unquote normal, it's a really important step in the right direction. Um, and it's a really important step in helping our kids get getting back to do the things that that are gonna help them them thrive. Um, you know, they, they also are really, you know, I mean, I should say kids are incredibly resilient and if we give them the support and resources that they need, they will do well. Um, but 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 we, we as adults have to do our, our part to do that. And I think it's also really important for us to make sure we're investing in our schools and make sure we're investing in our communities and our mental health systems so that that those resources that kids and families need are available to them. And to the point of doing everybody doing their part, you know, we really saw vaccines kind of fall off a cliff there after the first few months. Now it seems like the concerns about the Delta variant are hitting home with a lot of people that maybe were on the fence or resistant before. Are you optimistic that we've got this ship? You know, I don't think we're going to get exact completely where we need, but turning back in the right direction here because it seems like the numbers have really significantly gone up the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, I am actually. I mean, I think I guess as a pediatrician, I'm an eternal optimist. I I always I'm I'm always uh looking at the the potential. Um so but but I am optimistic and I I think, you know, early on we really saw, you know, all of us who were just eagerly awaiting the vaccine and were ready to go. And now now we're in a place where where families or adults or kids, you know, who may have questions, they they've been wanting to take the time to to talk to someone who they trust and get answers to those questions and you know I I hear from pediatricians kind of all across the country it's it's really heartening actually that about individual conversations they'll have with a family where they they are able to sit down and really understand a family's concerns answer their questions and and after that conversation the family decides to get vaccinated um, because they feel comfortable with the information that they've gotten and they they feel confident that this is this is the best choice and it's a, a safe and effective thing to, to do for their family. So, you know, so I am optimistic that 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 we are turning a corner. And I, I think that as more good information gets out there, um, the more more people are feeling comfortable going in and getting getting the vaccine. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.